Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Let's Unpack That, a literary slash uh, media analysis podcast uh, hosted by me, Cheval, and Cal. Uh, Yeah, and we're talking berserk for the foreseeable future. (laughs) Yeah, we got a long Um, way to go. (laughs) Hope you guys like berserk. A long way to go. Hope you guys really like berserk. So for the time being, this is definitely a berserk podcast. But um, yeah, this is episode... Um, if I'm not wrong, it's episode nine, correct? Right. Yeah. I episode believe nine. so, yes. Um, and we're going to be covering chapter five and six and seven of and seven. Uh, the golden age. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a, we have a um, good little thing going now as far as like structure. So we're actually going to try to do three chapters this time and it'll probably be about the same length. Just a lot of battle scenes in this one. But yeah. Um, welcome back guys to another episode. How have you been? Cal, I know, like, I say that like we don't talk almost every day. I know, like, I don't message yeah. you every time I feel like shit. <laughs> I'm like, I don't feel good. Um, <laughs> I've been okay. I've been, like, mad because I haven't been able to play Guilty Gear this week because my hands have been really fucked, mm. and that's not fun. But I think that's because I've been writing so much at work and crafting and, like, playing Guilty Gear for, like, two hours a night with you. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, like... I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm not 20 anymore. <laughs> yeah, you gotta let the hands rest. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's been a week of rest mostly and being mildly frustrated with work stuff. But other than that, um, I feel like it's been pretty good. How about you? That's good. It's been good. Um, more wedding planning stuff, more of that that stuff um work was kind of heavy this week so i had like super overtime so i didn't have time to think until like friday night but (laughs) but do you um, get paid overtime yes i do get paid overtime is the good thing i i will um because if i didn't i'd be screaming about it until yeah (laughs) i was gonna say they better if you're doing that much overtime yeah i'd be like "Uh, no yeah no um no everything's been going good i try and i mean trying to play games more this week but it didn't really work out um, just because right. shit's been so busy, but I did um, at least keep up with the news, and I still think the weirdest fucking thing I saw was um, the Mario movie casting. I, I <laughs> listen, listen. Okay, and for people who don't know, um, Nintendo did one of their weird things, which game companies are doing now, where they're like, "Hey, we're gonna have a press conference in like two days. You should watch it." Um, <laughs> everyone's like, okay, what okay. happened to the Evo? And they're like, Evo's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, what's what's E3? We have no fucking idea. What oh, E3 that one, is, sorry. Gonna, that one. They're both E's. It's the same. E is the video <laughs> games. The same. E sports. See, it's all confusing. Um, 
but but yeah, no. Uh, they announced a bunch of other stuff. I was very excited about Bayonetta three, but yes, um, I it's still kind of a ways. Off. It's not that far away. I think it comes out next year, but I still need to play the yeah. second one though. So I'm not really tripping that hard, right? Because <laughs> so, I, I didn't I didn't have the console when it came out because they suddenly decided to make it Nintendo yeah. exclusive. So I was like, okay, I played the <laughs> shit out of the first one, but I guess I just can't play this one. Yeah, that was kind of like, fuck you, and it's like, okay. Yeah. No, I've never actually played a Bayonetta game outside of, like, a demo in, like... Smash Bros. Somewhere. Oh, yeah, I played her in Smash Bros, but, (laughs) but, like, that's very different, I feel like. It's just the the same game. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Yeah, it's the exact same. Nothing's different. Um, I've watched, like, a good amount of, like gameplay from it i forgot what the word was for a second but um i watched a decent amount of gameplay for it and it looks really fun so i'm i'm excited i think it looks great i think she looks great obviously because yeah women um yeah come on guys uh yeah no i oh my god there goes my train of thought (laughs) (laughs) it's all Um, it's all good yeah i know you can get that they they showed Um, they showed some other stuff too like i think they had metroid and um basically games we all knew was coming because i I, i'm excited for that metroid game but they had that they had um more animal crossing shits coming which i'm very surprised i did not think they'd support the game past the year if i'm being totally honest that's so, fair. I was yeah. like, you can't get me back even with the cafe. You can't, you can't make <laughs> me do it. Um, I am glad he's there. I may like come in for like one day so I could say hi to Brewster. But like, it's just <laughs> another one of those things where I'm like, why wasn't this in this from the start? You know? And I yeah. don't understand. Like, I feel like Animal Crossing release was so weird because they put it off, right? Like for like yes. Like a whole extra year, I think. Yeah, like they gave it like ample time. And then there is a lot of like fun stuff in the game. But as people have kind of pointed out, like, you know, the villagers don't have like as much dialogue anymore, you know, and like unique interactions. And like, there's like you can build stuff and you can make it look pretty, but it just kind of becomes like a decorating simulator after a little while. Yeah. If you like that that's fine but you i feel like you get past like a lot of the milestones really really quick in it no yeah for sure you really get kind of i mean that's the thing i put a lot of time into animal crossing i feel like relatively right i think i put like 200 hours into it like my first like when i got this most recent one and i mean i feel like that's the thing is like there there was so much limited stuff to do at the very beginning. Yeah. That cuz I mean you have ga- you have games like fucking Breath of the Wild, people are still learning shit about that game, right? And yeah. that's cuz there's plenty to do before any DLC came out. So, Damn. you know, it's just it, it, it's just a little weird that they're like, "No, but you're definitely going to come back for these like piecemeal updates." And it's like, "No." Yeah. I mean, I mean, but then again, this is also Nintendo who also announced, hey, we're going to give you N64 games, but you also have to pay us more for your uh, membership plan to get them. You want to buy an N64 controller for for 50 bucks? For 50 bucks. I saw that and I was like, y'all are high as hell. There's no way. And and people are going to fucking buy it because it's Nintendo. 
it's, it's I mean, there was even a moment where I was like, do we need that? And I was like, no, we don't fucking need that. Why would I think that? <laughs> like, no, I, I'm, I literally downloaded an emulator just to spite them. Like, after I watched that, I was like, fuck you. I, I play know, on my yeah. computer. Like, this is, eat shit, honestly. Oh, you could play Mario 64 online. I don't want to. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys can do that. That's, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's yeah. like some titles they're putting out where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fun. Like, I would like to play that on, like, my TV again or whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. they're also jacking yeah. up the price, which, like... And they haven't told us how much yet, which is yeah. annoying. That's, that's the part. And, like, the thing is, like, I don't care too, too much. You know, like, it's kind of whatever. But, like... Oh, I think we've talked before about how, like, subscription services are ass. <laughs> Yes, they're awful. Um, I think it's stupid. And, like, I kind of get, like, the PlayStation Plus stuff just because you get so much with it, I guess. Like, because you get games and you can, like, keep those games afterwards. Like, they don't just, like, vanish into thin air. Is that right? Yeah. Well, okay. So, it's... Okay, so I feel like all of them are kind of sketchy. Even I've been PlayStation Plus subscriber for, like, literally, like probably over a decade at this point right but right. my thing is, is that it's not i don't think it's that expensive i think it's like 60 bucks for a year right, right. and i think because monthly it's like 10 or 20 bucks which is stupid um stupid. and i get discount cards you can get them for like 30 bucks online for a year so but the thing is you're right every but that's the thing every month they give you games right nintendo right. M- might give you some games on this service every like six or seven months and uh xbox has their own where they are always updating it like every couple weeks there's new games and they have rotating games on that one but at the same time they also give you games like if you download these like like it's one of those things where if you download the games and then your subscription expires you can't play them until your subscription comes back right which i still think is stupid but they're still giving us a shit ton of games to the Mm. point where it's like oh you pay 60 dollars for a year but you got like probably like hundreds of dollars worth of games from that $60 subscription. Right. And if you, oh yeah, it expires. Yeah. If you want to play that game again. Yeah. Even if you don't want it for that long, you can just like get like a three day subscription or something. But like, that's the thing. I feel like Nintendo's is just so much worse than all the other ones that yeah. it's like not even, cause it's all like 30 year old games <laughs> that they're nostalgia based. Right. I mean, they're yeah. like, oh my God, which is like fine or whatever. But I also think that like, Nintendo's online service sucks so hard that, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, the games don't sweeten the deal enough, I guess. Like, because, like, I, oh, I don't yeah. know why. I saw fucking Yoshi's Story and I was like, oh, hell yeah, you know, like, I was hype about that. But I, mm-hmm. I don't know, like. I was hype about Ocarina. Still, right, yeah. But you still can't, like, plug, <laughs> I can't plug my, like, earbud like headphone things into my switch and play online that way i still have to get like an adapter or whatever or like call my friends on my phone which is so dumb i mean the dumb the weirdest thing they did was they announced the mario movie um during the direct and like which is cool yeah new mario movie but then they also announced the cast and I think, okay, I'm, I'm just going to probably just steal a bunch of people's jokes right now, but I think my favorite one I saw was, um, it's like Nintendo executives walked to an office and just Googled the word actor and then picked like oh the first like 10 results and then like shuffled them around and then threw it on the screen and said, there you go. That's our, 
That's our Mario cast. Because uh, Chris Pratt is Mario. I think Charlie Day is Luigi. Jack Black is Bowser. Um, uh, Anna Taylor Joy. I yeah, Anya. Anya Taylor Joy. Get your white people name right. Right. Come on, man. I, I Represent can't. for your people. <laughs> um. But yeah. Yeah. I. The yeah. thing is, like, I was talking. Well, <laughs> first of all, um, for some reason, my partner and oh, I. Lord. <laughs> Both thought it was live action, like completely independently of each other, because we read something on Twitter and then like we went and watched the direct and we both had the realization at the same time and we're sitting on the couch oh and we God. both went, Oh, it's animated. <laughs> yeah, cause li- yeah, because obviously it was going to be live action. <laughs> well, that's why I was so confused at first. I was like Chris Pratt, okay. You know, like, I was like, yeah, Again. yeah, Chris Pratt, yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> I, I was really like, I think I just assumed the worst, also, because they made right. that like live action Mario movie like forever ago, and so the legendary like, one, yeah, yeah. And I think in my brain, I was like, oh, they're trying to be ironic, and they made another live action Mario movie or whatever, you know, <laughs> right. Um, I feel like that's, now I'm just like, well, that was giving them too much credit, but like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like th- to think Nintendo would be ironic. Now nah, they got fucking theme parks to get people to. God damn it. Yeah. They, they they don't have time for that shit. I'm just like, why? Why is there? I don't. I don't understand why it's coming out right now. And I guess it's because like Sonic did decently, and they were like, we can do that too. That is oh. another reason I thought it was live action because I thought it was going to be a live action like CGI merge thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like in all seriousness, movie. it's not. That's not like a far off idea, right? Like they've done right. it before, and I, I mean. <sighs> Well, you're right, right? I think the Sonic movie took a lot of people off guard because, like, it wasn't, like, you know, stellar cinema or whatever. But that movie and I think the Pikachu one coming out around the same time, I feel like it was, like, Nintendo's, like, sign to be, like, oh. I feel like that's when they were, like, oh, we should capitalize on this because it's clearly working. So, um, I, I mean, the thing is, though, and the reason that that even makes even more sense is because if you look at, like, who they casted they were actually people who were in the running for both of those movies. And right. like Charlie, I'm pretty sure Charlie Day and Chris Pratt and a couple other people on the, the, the um, Mario. Um, oh my God. I'm losing my fucking mind. Yeah. Cast the Mario running. cast. Yeah. They were also like in the running for <laughs> several roles in yeah. both of, in those movies, which is, which is like, it's just so boring. Like, I feel like it's literally, yeah. they're just trying to copy and paste what, everybody else did but even more generic and people are like but Miyamoto's involved and I'm like yeah because Miyamoto knows so much about making movies right I mean he barely knows anything about making video games anymore but that's controversial to talk about so Ooh. you know I just think it's funny that people are like well Miyamoto's involved and I'm like that doesn't even seen that that's that really doesn't funny. mean anything oh no he's involved uh, it's fine um, he's, he's there he's in the room um world renowned director Miyamoto. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, but like yeah, I don't know. I think also because like 
It's it's like every movie is doing this right now in general in Hollywood where they're like these are mm-hmm. like the top build actors we're going to do this and like Hollywood has always functioned like that to a degree yes. you know yeah. but I feel like I haven't seen like a whole lot of stuff with a whole lot of new people recently and like I don't know I feel like it's also why we keep getting Aquafina and stuff that she does not belong in and. <laughs> oh boy there's a lot of well that's the thing there's a lot of actors and actresses and all that shit that are kind of just like getting passed on to the next thing just because they're like popping like it's like oh they have a strong social media presence or oh they're known to be in this thing i had people arguing with me on twitter about how no um chris pratt will do just as good because mark hamill did good when he did voice work and i'm like what are you talking about those are two different people and don't you ever disrespect mark hamill like that ever again don't don't Um, ever talk about mark hamill again no no and then they also point and they're like oh he's done voice work before and then all the voice work he just sounds like himself so i'm like so what voice work is there to do when you just talk like you literally just are an animated version of yourself. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like, I see people not like other people complain about things that like aren't really consequential, right? Like this isn't gonna like right. ruin my life, right? But like, I just see people defend stuff like wholeheartedly, and I'm like, but why? Like, right. <laughs> why are you mad that people are mad about the Chris Pratt thing? Like, I don't right? Know. I feel like a lot of. Um... The kind of recycling and, like you said, the social media presence stuff, like, has to do with, like, fan bases a lot more now, you know? Like, since Mm -hmm. stan culture is so, like, strong on social media and people still go hard for Tom Hiddleston, even though he was only hot in the King Kong movie and nobody fucking talks about that. Real real truth on this podcast. Yes, I speak only facts. Um... You can yell at me in our email at uh, we're unpacking it at gmail.com if you want yeah. to. Um, yes. But no, like, I don't know. Like, I know it's always been a thing because I was on Tumblr during um, my Sherlock phase. Like, I know that, like, people care a lot about actors, but I don't, I don't get that <laughs> that much because I, like, yeah, I think I like movies kind of like as a whole for the most part, and like, I am I excited when I see an actor I enjoy in something? Yeah, of course. But like, if they do bad, I'm not gonna like go to bat on the internet for them, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. That that's my thing. I I don't. I've never understood that, right? And that's the thing. There are like so many things people do now that I like used to do when I was like six, like. <laughs> Like I'd be like, oh my god, I love I love Will Smith. I, I want to see him in everything. And I stopped being like that when I was like fifteen, and <laughs> and so I still always get confused when it's like, it's like now I'm not talking about like a faceless Stan account or something, right? Like teenagers are gonna right, be teenagers, right. like like which is my point. But like see like grown ass people be like, this is the actor of the century. <laughs> like oh, yeah. this is this is like a true artist and it's like fucking like Chris Evans or some shit. Like I, I, I'm, I just get so like confused. Cause I'm like, you just, I don't know. I don't know. Like it's just, it's just the whole stand culture thing is just really weird. And a lot yeah. of it, it, a lot of it is kind of leading a lot of like the things that are cast. But then like you said, it's always been like that. Right. Like I, right. I think I was telling Shavar, I was like, 
Well, the reason the Mario casting kind of ticks me off is like 20 years ago, it would have just been the same white man of the moment. We've been like Brad Pitt or some shit yeah, <laughs> instead of Chris no. Pratt as Mario. Like, like it's always been a thing, obviously, but like, yeah, I don't know why it pisses me off more now. I guess because I'm older and like I'm cranky, <laughs> but like, uh, I don't know. I've watched Bro, more he- good movies. I don't. Maybe that's it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I guess I also feel like nerd culture has like really bled over into mainstream stuff a lot and so like there's different things that like I could kind of leave behind normally yeah. but I can't escape Avengers fans now they're everywhere I can't like around every fucking them. corner they like, pop up when I least expect it's like a zombie virus and I'm just yeah. they'll tell it. you how impressive that one shot was in the fifth Avengers movie when the CGI guy really fucking did his shit and like turned the camera like by 30 degrees. He really did that right. shit. Man, I will never forgive <laughs> the second Pacram movie for taking away practical effects. I, I simply <laughs> I still haven't watched that shit even. I was just like, I'm not gonna do that to myself. And then people were like, it was bad. And I was like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I think I like deleted that movie from my brain before I even watched it <laughs> because I think. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot what it was. I forgot what else it was about the movie, but I think the practical effects thing was like the nail in the coffin, but I kind of like already was like, "Mm, I'm going to keep my pleasant memories of the first one. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I I wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, well, then why would I (laughs) watch it? Like, I know we just talked about like actors or whatever, but I feel like there's a difference between like actors and directors like it's like reading a book by your favorite author or something you know right right it's because i mean like I, f- I feel like a director has a lot bigger of an effect on a movie in terms of like tone and also like i'm sorry most things switching directors partway through like a trilogy or for a sequel is usually a really if it's not bad it's jarring like star it, wars um yes exactly it's like when you're like oh i'm gonna not direct this next one ha you messed up my trilogy <laughs> yeah, like you sit down. What do you want him to do? You know. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, but like, it's gonna be your, it's like yeah, was your yours good? Being like, ow, the table did it. It's like, you know, yeah, I, I, I know, still, man. I still don't know why everybody gave old boy that much shit for what he did. And also, let's be real. The third movie, the plot point was based on a tie-in. The third movie in this last trilogy had a plot point based on a tie-in from fucking Fortnite. And my god why everybody okay so the beginning of the last uh the last i think episode nine um basically you're supposed to already know that palpatine is back before the movie starts and the reason you don't is because this happened in Fortnite. like there was a Fortnite event where palpatine announced that he was back but the movie didn't address that like the movie the, the scrolling part you know like Star Wars start with the scrolling letters and stuff. Yeah. That part said that that happened, but it actually happened in like a Fortnite event. This oh is not a joke. God. This is dead ass serious. So yeah, um, I I am stunned. Yeah. Like I I don't know how I missed this. I think I was too busy like deleting Raylo fanfic from my memory because I happened God. to scroll by it. But like I I have I'm putting a pin in that because I have something funny to say after this. But um, no, of course, of course, <laughs> like. That is insane to me. Yes. It, it's That's some fucking Guilty Gear shit. Like, play the pachinko game to get this lore that's important. It's like, oh, you actually have to play this game mm-hmm. to understand this movie. And I'm like, don't, don't, 
Don't oh, do the you fighting. Mean, you mean how how Marvel movies are going to be uh, if you know if the Ditko family doesn't fuck them over, which is, would be really funny. But I, I mean, I mean, that's that's that was the thing about the movie that made me really confused because I remember going into the movie, like because I watched it in theaters because I would think I was mm-hmm. home with uh, yeah Shavar yeah I was home visiting because it was the first year Shavar was back from Japan and mm-hmm. we went to go see it together and the first thing I said when I walked out I was like. Why were we supposed to know he was back? They like didn't even introduce that correctly. He kind of just like shows up, mm-hmm. and then we looked it up, and like yeah, sure enough, it was like yeah, it was a Fortnite event like two weeks ago. Yeah, you're supposed I to know. That. Yeah, so so it's this metaverse stuff is getting a little too much for me. I'm I'm sorry. Listen, the most I will do is watch another movie to understand another movie. I'm not gonna yeah. play a video game to understand a movie. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to read a book Fortnite. to understand a movie. Yeah, I'm not going to play Fortnite to understand a movie. I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. It, don't ever do that again with anything. I don't want to hear about a Marvel fucking comic book event happening where you got to go unlock the Wolverine skin to get the next issue. Like, I'm not doing oh that shit, man. I, I don't want to do that. Oh, my God. You're making... <laughs> I hate this. It make, I hate make everything you're saying because I didn't know most of it, and now I'm like having to absorb it as we're doing our podcast. Let's rock. But uh, no, we we got we got a uh, we got more drama to get into. It gets kind of gay today. Um, yes. um, but yeah, we're we're back in we're back in Berserk Land uh, for chapters five, six, and seven. So. Yeah, um, I'm really glad you get to take this first one, mostly just because a lot of the um, a lot of the gay stuff starts in this one. But <laughs> you're, like, you're like you're gay. <laughs> yeah, you're you're gay. You can handle it. No, I really like these next few chapters, though. I feel like it is a good tone shift for what is gonna start happening soon. But yeah, yeah no, no, very excited. Uh, yeah, before we get into the summaries from this episode, I'm gonna kind of recap. Uh, last yes. episode, which was A and L, I believe, in the Read yes. Berserk thing. And then it was Golden Age Chapter 3 and 4, um, if you're reading from the book. But um, last time on <laughs> on our lovely podcast, um, we talked about how um, Guts wound up killing Gambino as a result of Gambino attacking him, which ultimately led to... Um, the rest of like the mercenary crew chasing him out of the camp and trying to kill him. Totally normal. <laughs> totally normal. Still don't understand that line of thinking, but you know, <laughs> whatever. But right. Guts gets away, but not before like falling off a cliff and fighting a pack of wolves um, by himself. And then uh, yeah. he gets he gets picked up by another mercenary group, and you're just kind of like, oh, it it keeps happening, and so <laughs> that's. That's my uh, Homestuck reference for the day. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you're all out there. They didn't kill all of you <laughs> off yet. Oh my god! It just came from the trenches of my brain, dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, guts is. Uh, I think he's 15 now at this point in the story, and yes. he is. Uh, building a name for himself as a mercenary he's turned down some work that's like you know actually stable work in favor of going out on his own still and um 
After he's turned down some of said work, uh, he winds up running into the Band of the Hawk, which is Griffith's mercenary group. Um, he doesn't know who they are yet. Um, he just kind of gets, like, attacked by them and then <laughs> sends himself and then gets attacked more by, like, two more people. <laughs> and so it was, like... I imagine that was a very confusing series. Yeah. Of <laughs> Especially because, like, from our perspective, wasn't he just, like, kind of walking away? Like, he, yeah, he, he was just, he was... like, doing his thing, walking down the road, and Corcus was like, let's steal his money. <laughs> well, yeah, let's go fucking rob him. <laughs> and, like, uh, I still don't understand that line of thinking, Corcus, but whatever. There's a lot of that in this, apparently. Yeah. But um, he, we meet Casca, we meet Griffith, um by name and have like sort of a little introduction to their characters you get to see them interact some uh but what happens at the end is that guts gets stabbed by griffith not fatally um and he passes out and that's kind of where we left off last time um yes for this time uh we start off with a nightmare and um mild um trigger warnings uh because it's flashbacks to his sexual assault um so description and all that y'all you got him in there yeah yeah well we got him all in the description as always but um he is having a nightmare about when he was you know a kid and his like i guess like mental image of oh my god i cannot even remember his name Who cares? His rapist. Uh, Yeah, his rapist. Um, Jesus, it's been a minute. Um, His rapist is chasing after him, and he's like this giant with like glowing eyes, and you can't really see his face. So you're not sure if it's just like representation or if it's actually him in this dream sequence. Yeah. Um, Guts kind of fights him off for a minute, and then he sees uh, Gambino. And he is on top of a throne of that's on top of a hill, but the hill is all skulls. Um, there's a lot of symbolism in this, so I'm going to kind of go panel, not panel by panel, but a little more intricately than I normally would. That's asked Gambino to save him, and Gambino is like, well, I'm not going to do that, and don't be ridiculous. And then he's like, I don't think I will. Right, and then he's like, that's my right leg you've got in your hand, isn't it? Without that, I can't even look. use a sword. And Guts looks down, and his usual sword is, like, just a leg, <laughs> which yeah. it wasn't in the panel before. So kind of, like, dream logic here. But um, Gambito's like, oh, did you forget, like, you killed me? And it hurt <laughs> as I died. Mm-hmm. And he, like, lifts his head up, and it's, like, partially attached to his neck still, but not really. Yeah. And then um, Guts is stunned as i also was reading this part i was just like man this is this is a lot again mm-hmm. but uh gambino's dog has shisu's face in the dream and and yeah. he's like you help the creep who caused all this right shisu <laughs> guts is somehow unfazed by this part even though he's been phased by other things in the dream he's like oh hey mom anyway yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't really have time to talk to Gambino or Shisu anymore because um, he's the giant has caught up to him and is like drowning him in darkness, basically. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 
right before he, he like fades out of his dream, he looks over and he sees Gambino and Shisu, and they're both skeletons now instead of yeah. like people and dog person. Um, I did not catch that the first time. Holy shit. Yeah, and then it's just him kind of fading out of his dream and coming into consciousness, um, begging for forgiveness. Um, but then he has, as he's like coming hmm. to, he realizes someone is touching him and he's like, don't touch me. Even in like the state he's in, which is like completely beat up and like feverish and probably pretty close to death at this point. Yeah. Um, and then as the scene kind of, like, comes into light. Uh, Casca's laying on him naked, <laughs> and you're just kind of like, yeah. okay, sure. I'm like... Yeah, first- yeah, they're both <laughs> naked. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the first time I saw this, I think in the anime, I wasn't sure if it was, like, still the dream sequence yeah. or not, and I think it's, like, kind of supposed to be that way, like... Is it just because he saw her, or like, is this actually happening? But yeah. um, he he comments on her eyes and how dark they are, and I'm like, a, I'm only bringing that up because he brings it up again later, and it's kind of like a reoccurring thing with Casca. Uh, and so, uh, is Casca laying on him? I can't remember if I said that <laughs> just a yes, second ago did. or not. Did. Oh, I did. Okay, cool. Um, but then the next page, he wakes up for real, and. Sits up, and then <laughs> the first thing that pops into his mind is, like, Griffith with his hair flowing behind him, which, like... He's like, that motherfucker. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's confused well, well, himself. I, I guess it makes sense, because that was the last thing he saw before he passed out, was right. Griffith taking his helmet off, looking at him like, you bitch. Like- <laughs> yeah, like, gotcha. Um, but he's confused and, like, gets out of his tent and... He sees, like, a mercenary group, and he's kind of like, oh, okay. And, like, he's kind of on, like, familiar ground again. But what's weird to him is that, like, how young they are, you know? And the scenes we get of, like, the Band of the Hawk, it's much more, like, lighthearted than the other mercenary scenes we've seen so far. So there's already kind of, like, a tonal shift. Um, But we don't have too much time to focus on that because we see Casca arguing with Griffith and... He's very, she's very upset with him, um, and that's kind of when you're like, oh, that was probably a real thing that happened. Um, yeah, I think somebody says it in a couple minutes. Yeah, and um, they do, yeah, but as she's, she walks up to him, and he's like, oh, it's the dark eyes, and then she punches him right in his wound. <laughs> I was just like, it wasn't wasn't his fault technically but i understand also (laughs) at the same time like taking her anger out on him because she's not going to take it out on griffith at all you know she she stomps off and she leaves guts kind of on the ground like what (laughs) huh (laughs) (laughs) but um we see um judo who we technically haven't got to the same yet but we saw him in the last chapter as well briefly but he tells guts like Oh, it's, you know, it's only natural, and, like, this is, like, I guess, like, fantasy medieval times sexism, in a way, but um, he's, like, (laughs) Casca gave up on being a woman so she could be a mercenary, and she's honestly better than most of the men here, but Griffith was, like, she has to sleep with you for two days and two nights to keep you warm since you got cold, and he... (laughs) 
<laughs> and I was just like, fuck, <laughs> what the hell? And, yeah, um, we don't have heating pads, we have women, is yeah, basically what and, they're saying, right? Yeah, and he even says, like, warming a man is a woman's duty. That's what Griffith said, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. Also, well, also what makes it funnier to me, and we'll talk about it later, is that there are other women in the band of the hawk. <laughs> But yeah, continue. Just, Sorry. just Costco specifically gets the brunt of all this, I guess. Yeah. But um, plot sake. But before Guts really has any time to like process these things, uh, Griffith comes over and introduces himself, and Guts somehow stays civil and also introduces himself. Um, and Griffith's like, "Sword's fucking big, man. <laughs> I can, I can swing this shit." Um. You know, trying to compliment him, trying to put him at ease. Yeah. But Guts is like, you know. Guts is like, give me back my fucking sword. I don't know you. <laughs> That's my first I don't know you. <laughs> That's um, my sword. I don't know you. Exactly. Oh, my God. Um, Griffith asks him to, like, go on a walk, basically. And everyone's kind of like, why did he even save him? Why is Why are we putting any effort into this guy? And then they're, like, kind of discussing that amongst themselves, but what kind of boils down to is we don't know why Griffin this at this point. Right. Um, he's mysterious. Yeah, he's so mysterious. And Griffith's like, so who are you guys? And why are you all looking at me like that anyways? And it's like, oh, we're the band of the hawk. It gets us like, Oh, that's the guys we fought <laughs> before, and they made it really hard for no reason. Um, yeah. I think, I think, I like what specifically what it says is like the siege was supposed to take three days, but ended up taking three months. And yeah. this is the siege they just finished from the previous chapter. So, right. yeah. yeah. Which honestly also makes sense for why he got so much money from it, because it was a long siege. Like, it took a long time right. to complete. Um, it. He notes again how young the whole group is. He's like, I didn't notice it in battle. And I imagine when you have a bunch of armor on, it's hard to tell how old someone is. It's probably how Guts gets yeah. away with a lot, honestly. Yes. It's 15-year-old fucking with muscles, okay? <laughs> right. But Griffith's just kind of like, well, we're we're going to keep walking. And they go up on this hill. And Guts is finally like, so why did you, like purposefully misstabbing me through the heart. Why didn't you kill me? And <laughs> we get one of the gayest lines in this chapter. There's several, but um and Griffith just goes, Because I realized I want you. And notice dun, like dun, dun. right. It's from the get go, it's like a very <laughs> That's a space thing. right after this. <laughs> yeah. He's like uh, and he's like, ooh, ooh. are you gay? Are you a are you a homo? Yeah, he says, are you a homo? And we're just kind of, and Griffith's kind of like, oh god, oh Jesus. Um, <laughs> but he's like, no, we like saw you fight Zuzo, but you were like really reckless, and you fight like you're gambling your own life. And Guts is like, I don't like being perceived. I don't like that you know that about me. But he's like, you, you like never budge against like your huge opponents or like entire groups that are running at you. And it's like courageous, but you're also struggling at this point. Right. <laughs> and Guts is just kind of standing there like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why is this guy like reading me for filth right now? <laughs> but it's like, you're interesting. 
and I've taken a liking to you. And, like, just this very, like, angelic, innocent smile. And Guts, even for a moment, is just kind of like, Condescending oh, ass. It's pretty. Um, but, you know, he reiterates, like, I want you. And from this point, like, you can take it two ways. You can take it, like... He is interested in Guts, like, as a person, and also he is yeah. interested in adding him, like, as a tactical maneuver, you know, as to have, like, another piece to move around the board and stuff. Um, Great. But <laughs> Guts is like, well, what if I say no? And Griffith's, like, shocked. He's like, oh, do you? And, Griffith's, and Guts is like, yeah, no, I don't want to fucking join your group. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which typical. no? Why? Why would I want to do that? I don't want to be gay, right? He's like, what you are you, gay are kids, gays and LGBTs. I don't want to do that. Um, of Tumblr kids. The yeah, he's like, Tumblr. you don't know me, and Griffith's like, oh no, I just like felt that way. Guts is like, man, you make me sick. You attacked me. You stabbed me. <laughs> Why would I join your group? We're enemies. And Griffith's just kind of like, all right, so what do we do? And Guts's answer to everything is fighting. So he pulls out his right. sword and he's like, we'll settle it like this. And he's <laughs> like, if I win, I'm going to stab you. And Griffith's like, well, what if I win? And then uh, Guts's words, not mine. You make me your soldier or fag boy or whatever. <laughs> just he's like, very excited. Okay. Very happy. Yeah, he's like, I- I'm not gonna lose. Um, you are listening. <laughs> you are uncomfortable with this. I believe the homophobia does dissipate over the course of the story. No, shit, funny. But, um, like, no, yeah. but, <laughs> no, but um, he's 15. <laughs> That's yeah, how I feel about it, but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but Griff was kind of like. Okay, and he can't help himself hurting, and he's like, don't dislike doing things by force, and you're like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> what does that mean? Um, but he he tells every he tells Casca to stand out, stay out of it, because she's like over by a tree, and she's kind of like, don't fight him again after last time. Like <laughs> we just went through all that, but right start their sword fight and everyone down in the camp can like see them fighting and is taking an interest in it and they're going pretty head to head for the most part um this is even like commenting on like how how does he do it with that sword and he's doing it all one-handed too which is like a lot <laughs> but yeah his little, it's his little like, curved sword yeah yeah it's kind of like one of those anime like power moment things where it's like oh he's stronger than me but guts Mm -hmm. being guts is like excited about it (laughs) and he's like oh this is great he's he's super strong he's really good and griffith's like well you know we can postpone this and guts like no (laughs) we're i we're gonna win and i'm gonna beat you um but the rest of his crew has, like, made their way to the base of the hill right now because they think Griffith's in danger. And Casca's kind of like, no, he orders us not to interfere. And you can't disobey his orders. And we get another instance of Corcus like, being insubordinate again and trying to, like, 
speak over Casca, which he does a lot <laughs> throughout the course of everything. But she puts him in his place pretty quick again. And we cut back to the fight, and Guts is getting his ass beat right now. He's got, like, cuts all <laughs> over the place. He's having a hard moment. Um, he does get a good swing in, but <laughs> then we get... God, this moment was so cool when it was animated. Yeah. Like, I was like, that is the sickest shit I've ever seen. But he swings down, and Griffith jumps on top of his blade and, like, balances on, like, yeah, the narrow sick. side of it. And Guts is just kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, man? Um, but he has his sword, like, up against Guts's neck and is like, I like you a lot. You'll do pretty much anything to win, huh? And he's like, but you still kind of suck at swinging your sword still. Um, so he's, like, convinced that he's won at this point. But as we know with Guts, he will not admit defeat until he's literally, like, on the ground and capable of moving. Right. So, <laughs> oh my god, we get another very anime moment where he's like, I'll show you how mouths should be used in a fight. And he bites down on Griffith's sword and has Fuck it, yeah. like, between his teeth. And that's where this chapter <laughs> leaves off, which I think is a very good ending to a chapter for once, personally. Yeah, it's fucking sick. This is one of the, probably, my, in my opinion, one of the most, like, iconic, like, panels from Berserk is yeah. Guts catching the sword in his mouth. I've seen people, I've seen this reference way before I've even watched or, like, read anything about Berserk. I love this moment. It's... So good. So good. Slash. Yeah, no, that that was a good little introduction to this group, but you know, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna do the next two chapters. Um only because these next few chapters kind of link into each other. It'd be a weird cliffhanger in my opinion, because the It'd next be cliffhanger really is, is is way better. Um it's a better place to leave off for an episode. But um but yeah, no, so let's get to it. This is chapter fourteen overall of Berserk, chapter uh six of the golden age so we get back to <laughs> fucking guts <laughs> with a sword in his mouth because he caught that shit after um griffith decided to do his little oh i'm a little i'm a little fucking ballerina i'm gonna jump on top of your sword <laughs> and you know guts uses that to his advantage and caught the sword and you know the, the thing is is that it's more so for like shock value towards griffith because griffith doesn't really know what to do after Guts yeah. does this. So Guts uses the event, uses it to um he kind of like moves his sword forward so that Griffith falls down. They both lose their swords as they tumble down the hill and then it's just a full-on fist fight. So they're just fucking going at it. Guts is they have about the same build but Griffith is a little more wiry. So Guts is just kind of getting the advantage at this point, punching him in his face, kicking him and shit while he's down. Um, and at this point, the other members of the Band of the Hawk are getting pretty nervous. Um, but at the same time, they're like, uh, this isn't, this is what he meant to do, right? Like, I've never seen Griffith like this, because Griffith's, like, getting the shit beat out of him, right? Like, blood flying from the mouth, everything. Um, we get a really funny panel of, uh, Guts, like, uh, coughing up blood or spitting out blood after he caught the sword in his mouth. Um... And then they get back to their little fist fight, but Griffith actually gets an upper hand on him and gets this good grapple on on Guts and slams into the ground and says, all right, listen here, kid. We can do this one of two ways. I can dislocate your arm and you fucking lose and you get the hell out of here. Or you 
submit to me and you become a member of my band, the band of the Hawk. So guts has realized he can't get out of the hold. Like he can't do anything to get out of it. So he does eventually submit basically just by, by calling him an asshole. <laughs> this kind of the way he accepts it because, you know, Gr- Griffith is like pretty much on his way to dislocating his arm as he makes his decision. Right. And he even tells him like, choose now. Right. Which is so funny. Cause Griffith had the upper hand and, I mean, Guts had the upper hand and then Griffith kind of, you know, this is something Griffith does a lot. We get a comment about him later. But yeah, so he wins the fight. Uh, everybody kind of jumps around him and is like, well, go Griffith. You beat the shit out of Guts. I can't believe that. Uh, Corcus, of course, has some bullshit to say about. Uh, and that's what you get and like starts bullying Guts after, you know, he just got his ass kicked by another dude. Very Corcus, Corcus thing to do. Um, thanks, Corcus. But after, yeah, thanks, Corcus. But after all of this, um, after Guts gets off the ground, first thing Griffith does is grab him by both sides of his face and say, now you belong to me. Um, and looks him directly into his eyes. There's even a couple of panels to make sure that we see this is happening, the eye contact and everything. And he did this in front of everybody, right? And so the first thing someone asks is, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> and Griffith's like, oh, he's one of the Hawks now. He's, he's one of us. Immediately, everybody just starts like cheering slash yelling because they're kind of like, "Yay, what?" Because <laughs> and and from what we're hearing, like this isn't like the usual way Griffith does stuff, right? Like this isn't because when you get scenes like this, usually somebody's like, "Oh, he's doing the thing," but this whole time, everybody's been like, "What the fuck? What? <laughs> Why yeah, is he fighting this guy on this hill?" Um, and of course, Casca is very upset because she's hearing, you know. Griffith say stuff to Guts she's never heard before, like, you know, I want you, and, you know, you belong to me, and stuff like that. And, you know, she storms off while everybody's celebrating. Then nighttime comes, and we get another shot of uh, Guts, keeping their names confused, Guts back in his tent, uh, laying down with all his bandages on. Again, more bandages, because he got his ass cut the fuck up. He looks so (laughs) mad here, it just kind of kills me. It it reminds me of that one... It reminds me of that one clip of New York from um, um, Flavor of Love where she's like sitting in the bed with the sunglasses on. Like, oh my God. Looking very <laughs> upset. That That's what Guts is looking like in his bed right now. Because he's like, he's so pissed <laughs> that Griffith beat him. He's like imagining his smarmy ass face when he like was smiling at him and shit. And is like, you know, kind of threatened by the fact he was just going to rip his arm out of his socket like he was a doll. But as he's thinking about all this, he hears some of the other guys outside, specifically Corcus and uh, some of the other man- members of the Band of the Hawk, uh, basically about to go in there and say, let's just go in there and kill him. Uh, he's already sleeping. We don't like this guy anyway. We should go kill him. And as they're walking up to the tent, swords in hand, Casca steps out in front and she only has to put her sword, her hand on her like sword hilt. And she's like, hey, get the fuck back to your tents. I'll take care of this. And I'll take care of him. But you guys don't need to do this, right? Um, <laughs> immediately all oh. of them back down, <laughs> except for Corcus, um, who decides to remind Casca that she had to sleep um, in the bed with guts naked for two nights and two and two nights and two days, calling her a whore. And you know, uh. all all Casca has to do is just hold a sword up to his neck and go, um, "I'll fucking decapitate you." So of course, you know, Corcus does the it's just a prank, bro, thing, and it's, a joke. Uh, it's joke. just a joke, bro. I'm just playing. You're you're just a whore, but God. like as a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, he he backs up, and you know, Griffith. I mean, Guts is not you know an idiot. He's listening to this whole thing as it's happening outside, I and mean, he heard them talking shit outside. 
about coming to attack him. And he just says to Koski, you know, hey, that makes two you owe me, so I'll say thanks. And, you know, the of course, he says, uh, yeah, that makes two I owe you, so I'll say thanks. Um, you know, because he's definitely talking about when she kept his body warm, even though that's definitely not something she wanted to do. And, you know, now she's stopping guys from coming into his tent to fucking slit his throat after he's yeah. been injured. Um, which, we'll talk about this later, but this is very, ca- this kind of just casually happens. Um, this is not discussed later. So... <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, uh, Casca leaves. She's like, whatever, you can go fuck yourself. I don't care. I'm only doing it because uh, Griffith cares about you. Don't go get yourself killed in battle. Um, which, you know, she doesn't say that. She's like, please get yourself killed in battle. So, you know, Guts is like, okay, whatever. I'll go back to my room. He goes back to bed. Then we go back to the next day. And we're already back to another battle scene. We're fucking back Ooh. at it, everybody. It's <laughs> Griffith and the There's Band of the Hawk. Yeah, where, where's Waldo ass uh, helmets? Which, you know, back to Griffith's helmet, he's leading this band, the Band of the Hawk, you know, his mercenary group through the siege. And he's very, I just like how iconic his helmet is. You can always tell which one he is, is even when everybody else's shit is so generic. Even his horse has a different mask from everybody else. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's great. I notice that somehow, yes. Yeah, because I think later on, I think, yeah, no, everything is themed after his little hawk motif. But yeah, so he's organizing the soldiers and he's like, okay, the enemy's forced around the top of that hill. So our jobs are led behind the hill, set fire to the enemy's rations and supplies. So he's getting the battle ready. He's putting everybody in their roles. He's like, okay, we'll go through the front. You guys through, go through the side. And um, for the rear guard, I'm going to put you in charge guts. So everybody is kind of shocked. They're like, what? Like, they, like it starts making the eh noise in the background. Everybody's like, what's going on? Um, including Casca, who's very shocked that they decided to put um, Guts in charge of the rear guard, which Griffith makes a point to say is very high risk, very high risk for death, um, but you can do it, right? So Guts, who doesn't know how to, you know, back down to a challenge, is like, yeah, well, it's an order, so I'll do it. Um, Casca is, once again, I'm going to say this about 10 more times before I finish this next chapter, <laughs> is pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, he's not just telling him to do it because it's dangerous because everybody starts being like, oh, Griffin's trying to get that guy killed. But she sees through that and she's like, no, she fucking trusts him like to do this. And I don't know how I feel about that. And, you know, because clearly her and Griffith have a pretty long history already. Right. So. You know, everybody saddles up. We get a cool shot of Pippin, um, who we'll talk about more later. He's great. Very large man. Uh, He's got the, uh, what, what is it like the, the sergeant cut? Yeah, it's a (laughs) a high and tight for sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You actually, you you actually cut hair. So you know what that is. Right. Right, So then the siege begins and everybody takes their, goes their separate ways. And we get, you know, Guts in the back uh, doing his thing. They're leading their horses through the river. They have to get off the horses and walk them through, which I appreciated because I hate watching shit where people just ride horses through water like it's normal. Like horses right. don't freak the fuck out. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're trying to sneak around, right? So they're hoping the enemy doesn't see them. They're planning not to get caught, right? So they're kind of sneaking around. They catch a guy filling up water, uh, dagger to the neck. It's kind of a funny ass moment. The poor guy. Yeah. Um, face down into the river. So they're they're being they're successful so far, right? Sneaking through the back, we get another shot of the enemy enemy side, kind of just chilling. And soon enough, um, we get another shot of Casca and Griffith leading the front of the siege. 
you know, taking the, trying to go burn those supplies and the rations they talked about at the beginning. Uh, then we get probably one of the better fight scenes, like massive battle scenes that we've gotten. Cause we haven't really gotten one in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like <laughs> Mira was trying to be like, I know how a mace works. So a lot of heads get smashed. A lot of heads get cut off. Um, it's kind of like a show of skill for the band of the Hawk. Cause you know, Griffith gets a few good shots in. we see, you know, um, we see guts cutting people's heads off. We see people shooting arrows. It's kind of like flashing between both scenes because Griffith is in the back. I mean, Griffith's in the front and Guts is in the back doing his thing, right? So basically the rest of this chapter is the rest of the siege happening. And it's going very successful for the Band of the Hawk, right? They're doing what they need to do. They're running down the enemy. Um, Griffith is calling out orders, telling people how to like, you know, sequence and like, you know, saddle up and ride and all that shit like that. Like basically how to form formations and get around the enemy. And as they're going, as they're going along, you know, Guts is kind of remarking on how they're doing. It's like, wow, they're not expecting this. This is going really well. And as he does that, um, he realizes he's getting chased down by guys from the other side. (laughs) Like like, a whole legion of dudes show up behind him. Like as he's like, wow, we're doing really good. This guy, this guy Griffith knows what he's doing. He looks behind him and it's like 30 guys. And that's how um, chapter six of the Golden Age ends. Once again, this is the start of another volume, which is why we wanted to do this next chapter. Um, chapter five of the chapter six of the Golden Age is the end of the fourth volume in Dark Horse. So if you have the Dark Horse series, we're starting the fifth volume, which has some sick cover art. I'm going to post it on the Instagram, but um, is this like watercolor or something? I don't know. It just looks really good. Um, I, really I don't like- know. I am not sure, honestly. It's really cool looking, though. It's it's one of the better covers that we've had so far, in my opinion, just like coloring wise and style wise. But I yeah, know for sure. So now we're on chapter seven of the Golden Age, and starting right back where we left off with chapter six, uh, Guts is getting chased as he's leading up the back of the um, the back of the charge. He's coming from the back, and he's holding his own. He he's you know cutting guys up. They're trying to attack him. He's getting shot by arrows though. He doesn't really know if he's going to make it out of it, but he is like holding his own. A lot, it seems to be a lot better of a fighter than he was when he was younger, obviously, but he definitely knows what he's doing now. But as he catches up, he starts telling people, hey, get out of here. They're right behind us. And he leads them. Uh, he basically acts as a distraction and gets them off of his back and leads them somewhere else. Right. So then right. we get a flash to um, Griffith and Casca. They're inside the castle now they've basically like completed the first part of their siege and everybody's like, congrats Griffith. Now we have, all we have to do is um, wait until the reinforcements arrive in a month and everything looks great. And he's not really paying attention. Right. He's like, all right. um, How many people do we lose? What's going on? He's like, just focused on the battle. You know, somebody, somebody lets him know, Hey, well that guts guy was doing pretty good. He held up the rear guard and we didn't have anybody like get out our asses, which we just saw is because he, (laughs) he led all of them away to go fight them by himself. Which, you know, Griffith can kind of sense it, which um, we get a bad translation here. I think what the guy meant to say was hopefully he didn't bite it um, because, you know, Guts still hasn't showed up from the rear guard. So we get. Oh, see, I thought it was because um, they were talking about how. Oh, wait. 
the battle line got stretched out or whatever. So oh, there was like okay. a group of them. So hopefully he didn't buy like the enemy's maneuver. Right. Okay. 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 Now that that does make a lot more sense. Okay. No. So it's not a mistranslation. Sorry, Scandalations people. You're the best. Or Dark Horse, whichever one. <laughs> no. So immediately Casca and Griffith are kind of like, uh, okay, let's hope he made it out of there. Then we get back to Guts going one on seven <laughs> with other <laughs> guys on horses. Me. Yeah. Which is which he's, what he's known to do, which we get a really funny panel of him being chased, swinging his sword around like crazy. There's a guy who just got like knocked off his horse. Uh, <laughs> while he's swinging his sword. He's trying, man. It, it, it kind of looks like he's like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> like, yeah, he's just kind of like, he's like, uh, in like, <laughs> like a video game pose, not like quite a T pose, but yes. like, he's like, he's like stanced up, just like falling off his horse. Yes. Uh, which I don't blame him, because this, this is like a very tense fight scene, right? And this is all on horseback. So, um, we we get a really cool moment where Guts is kind of knocked off of his horse and he leans off of it, but as he's leaning off, he kicks another guy in the face. Um, That's what's happening. Yeah, that is sick. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And while he's doing that, he's able to g- grab his sword, but he kind of fumbles a little bit. Things aren't really going his way. But then he realizes he he's coming up on another group of soldiers. So he's like, this is my chance. But as he says that, his horse gets shot. Um, well, no, his horse, yeah, no, his horse doesn't get shot. His horse falls. And it does get shot. Oh, okay, no, the horse does get shot. Yeah, the horse gets shot and they fall. And, you know, all Griffith, all Guts can think to do is, you know, stance up and get ready to fight. But as he's ready to do that, Griffith comes to the rescue. So Griffith, being the battle master that he is, was like, we gotta go save Guts because <laughs> he's, he's probably fighting 300 guys. Yeah, he's de- if he's not dead, he's definitely in trouble. And he, Picks Guts up by the hand, swoops him up, puts him on the back of his horse. We get this sick-ass panel of, um, a couple of panels of um, Pippin knocking some guy's head into pieces. It's, it's really <laughs> With his great. eyeballs, like, flying out. And it's funny, because the panel right before, like, is showing this guy, like, raising his sword to Pippin. And, <laughs> and then Pippin and Pippin's is just like, like, nah. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, getting re- Yeah, he, he, like, backswings his whole fucking head off. It's, it's, it's pretty great. And... This terrifies all the guys who were chasing Guts, right? But they still keep chasing everybody. And the whole time, Griffith is like... No, Guts is like, hey, why'd you come back for me, Griffith? And Griffith's like, shut up, we don't have time to talk. <laughs> we're, trying to, we're trying to get you back to camp. Um, and then, you know, the chase ensues, the chase continues. You don't really know where they're going. But then as we get to the end of it, we see a whole battalion of like soldiers with like three or four cannons at the end of the path. And after Guts and Griffith get past them, they blast on all of the soldiers that are were, were following them. So that whole that whole group just gets like blasted to bits. Um, we get some more like um, ink wash here too. We get like a couple of really dark panels for a few pages, yeah. just to like show how intense the explosion is. And yeah, so they set up a sneak attack for him, and they were able to fight the enemy off. Whoever didn't get blown to pieces, just, you know, they retreated because what the fuck else are they going to do? Because not let alone the cannons. Yeah. They're like, fuck that. We just got bested. So, you know, everybody comes up, is congratulating Griffith. Guts looks like he's just shocked to be alive. Honestly, he's like, Oh, he's like, Oh shit. All right. (laughs) Oh, we did it. Cool. And then we get to, um, the party scene, but not before seeing, you know, Costco looking very, um, upset. (laughs) 
again. Just Corcus. He's like making the loudest, like annoyed noises that he can. He's like, <laughs> eh. <laughs> it's just like, come on, dude, come on. He's like, <clears throat> fuck you. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm not happy, and everyone's just like ignoring him right. because he sucks. Um, and, and you know, and the reason they're both jealous is because you know Guts is on the horse with Griffith while everybody's praising them. They're like, "Wow, you guys did it!" And so we flash forward like a few hours or something, right? And it's like you know the camp set up within the castle walls. They're all drinking, having a good time. Seems like they got some food from whoever they're protecting. And as we see this party scene. We kind of get this, like, uh, these two old guys. I, I kind of imagine them like the guys from the Muppets, the guys who, like, won't shut up in the balcony. <laughs> I have um, that mental footage. Y- yes. Yeah, because, which, by the way, once again, Mira with the diverse faces for only old men. I don't, yeah, literally <laughs> don't understand it. <laughs> Very detailed faces for these, not, for these um, unnamed characters. But, you know, they're kind of remarking on it. They're like, one of them's like, wow, these kids are really cocky. They're just celebrating after one good sneak attack. And the other guy is like, well, I mean, they did really well, and their leader is a terrifying fucking person, is kind of what he's saying, right? He says dreadful, which yeah. I'll talk about later. I, I kind of like that they use that word, because mm-hmm. you can take it one way or another. But, you know, they're kind of remarking on the fact that, like, yeah, that wasn't a, that wasn't like a stroke of luck. Like, these guys know what they're doing. And, you know, so we see everybody sitting around talking about how wow did you guys see when griffith took off we didn't know what he was gonna do oh you dummy you know griffith's always gonna come back he's just that kind of guy he's pretty fucking cool hey but that guts guy is cool too huh like you know just kind of going back and forth yeah just chattering together yeah they're just getting drunk having fun you know celebrating that they won today and as they mentioned guts griffith looks up and sees guts sitting on the castle wall um away from everyone else minding his own business right and as he does that uh, we go over to Guts brooding <laughs> and a couple of other people come over to see him, including Pippin and I think that's Judo. Um, it's like, Pippin, yeah. Judo, and Rickert. Yeah, Pip- Pippin, Judo, and Rickert come up to see him. They're like, hey, what's up, Guts? How are you doing? Uh, sir, um, we're really glad that you helped us out earlier. And he's not really saying anything. And he's like, well, I did my job. Um, that's all. No really real reason to say thanks to me. And they're all kind of looking around like, yeah, this guy's really awkward. Um, let's try to crack his shell open a little bit. And like, well, um, I'm Judo. Nice to meet you. But, you know, we have to get you down there. You're the star of the show. You know, you let up the back. You really helped us out. Also, we just really want to get drunk. <laughs> and, you know, he doesn't really want to come at all. But then, you know, Judo kind of nudges Pippin to grab him and you know which is never a good idea so Gut starts freaking out and you know Pippin hoists him over his shoulder to bring him downstairs to come party with everybody and this is one of the times where this is actually kind of funny but it isn't yeah. funny for a second because Guts elbows Pippin in the face right which <laughs> looking at this panel for, for a reference of how big Pippin is his head is like four times the size of Guts's like yeah he's, he's- He's a big boy. Huge. He's gigantic. Like he, when I say he puts guts on his shoulder, like he just does it with one arm. Like it's it's nothing, right? And you know he's able to lash out and like hit him in the chin or whatever. But that's the thing. Pippin doesn't even react. He just like wipes the blood off his mouth and keeps going. And you know it's kind of a sweet moment, but because <laughs> he's like, yeah, whatever, buddy. You can do whatever you need to do. I'm, I'm still yeah, gonna carry like, you downstairs. We're still going. <laughs> 
Yeah. So they dump him in the middle of everybody, literally give him a cup of beer. And they're like, hey, you need to drink with us because we're having a toast to you for kicking ass tonight as a rookie. So, you know, Guts is like, okay, sure. I'll take place. I'll take part in this. And, you know, he gets buddy, buddy with everybody. They start nudging him and like, you're really impulsive, but you really like held your own. And, you know, you really like showed your own to Griffith. We think you're really cool, man. We, we can't wait to get along with you, which is something so weird to Guts. He doesn't even know how to respond. Like there's just people being buddy, buddy with him. And he's like, kind of smiling, but he's like, uh, thanks, I guess. And, you know, of course, we have to go see another panel of Corcus being jealous in the corner somewhere because, you know, I guess he wants Griffith to be his boyfriend and not Guts. And, and, you know, the whole time this is happening, Griffith is just kind of watching from, like, he's not that far away. He's, like, maybe a few people away from Guts, and he's kind of watching him. He gives him a look, and Guts immediately kind of looks away. And then, before we get the end of the chapter, we catch Casca kind of observing all of it from another, you know, section of the castle wall, kind of looking down on everybody. Before we get a nice shot of the night sky and of chapter seven of the Golden Age. And, yeah. Slash. That was um, all three chapters um, that we got through today. And, yeah, as you guys can kind of tell from that last one, like I said, not, not too much, like, I think like two thirds of that last chapter was fighting and it wasn't very long in the first place. So yeah, glad we threw that one in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So into the golden age, I think we have one more golden age name chapter after this, but we'll still be here for a while. Yeah. I hadn't realized like how long golden age goes on. Like, I think in my mind, it was much shorter than it is, but then it's like, know the entire part leading up to the prologue and like several years of Guts' life so like it makes sense and there's so much shit that happens like of course you need a decent chunk of like time and chapters right exactly it's like you need like i don't know because there's all kinds of like smaller plots that we haven't even been able to get to right like it's because yeah. there's a there's a pretty cool one coming up soon that I like. That's a few chapters. It's probably going to come up in like two or three episodes. But um, okay. yeah, no, no, I, I didn't realize it either. I think I even started clicking through chapters randomly, like just to see how long it lasted. And I was like up in a hundred, I think. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, we're still here. We're still here for a minute. Um, it's fine. The inevitable. Yeah, yeah it's it, it is indeed the inevitable. But. No, I I like I like this because I like these three chapters mostly because it it does get us ready for like no this is a stable mercenary group right and which is kind of the opposite of what the Black Swordsman arc was was you know he's not just right. solo guts it's you know guts and his crew and also I like how it kind of threw back to some stuff from Black Swordsman because remember when guts stood on somebody's sword I think um in like one of his first fights, he did the same thing that Griffith oh, did. Yeah. He jumped on somebody's sword. Like, he's obviously learned stuff from Griffith. It, it's it's cool shit like that, right? Yeah. Like, there's just some stuff in there. But, you know, we also now already have our baseline for, okay, this is what we know about Guts so far. And it's not just the, the childhood stuff. We're gonna keep getting more and more and more and more. We haven't even seen the bath scene with him in a Griffith yet. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Does get gayer yeah. kids. Um more on the way. Somehow. 
but I don't know. I feel like these chapters have so many, like, good little interactions and stuff, and we get, like, a good idea of our core group. I think I kind of talked about yeah. that last time and how I was excited for that, but, like, we even get stuff between, like, Quarkus and Rickert, who aren't, like, huge side characters yeah, necessarily, yeah. but, like, I mean, they're, like, important, obviously, but they're not, like, one of the big three or anything. And they're just having, like, a little interaction, and you get to see their dynamic. Right. And also, <laughs> I have no idea how old Ricker is, because he looks like he's, like, ten, but then he was like, we want to get trashed. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, who are you? How old is anybody here? Because, well, the thing that still trips me out is that Guts is supposed to be 15, and I'm like, that is not a fucking 15-year-old. Right. <laughs> that is at least an 18 or 19-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manga logic, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and it also doesn't help that he starts drawing him ever so slightly different, even from this chapter to the one before. Like, (laughs) he Mm -hmm. looks a little different. I don't know. It's it's just funny. Yeah. Uh, Also, I lied. Uh, Pippin has a flat top, not a high and tight. Flat top, okay. Cool. No, see, we, we have... Oh... I, I love I also love his design he has like a huge nose and like huge yes. lips and he ha- he has that thing my favorite anime character trope where their eyes are closed all the time he doesn't need to yes. see and they're like very yes, yes 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 doesn't say any dialogue but, <laughs> yeah I I think when I watched the anime with Zach we kind of talked about this because it's like it it almost feels like Pippin's an apology in a way. <laughs> you know oh what I mean? yeah, it's like <laughs> because like uh, the other guy's design was so like you know exaggerated in certain ways, but like I feel like Pippin's design shows that you can still use like those elements without it being really racist, right. you know. So it's kind of nice to see like there was some growth at some point there. But also just, like, <laughs> I just remember watching it and being like, oh, thank God, it's he's not the only, like, black character in right, this entire right. anime. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I was just like, oh, it, thank it, Christ. And that's a funny <laughs> thing. To, Donovan was his name. I just looked it up. Don, yeah, the, the rapist's name Donovan. Was Donovan. I, I kept saying Dominic. Donovan, Dominic, right. Donovan. Yeah, no, I guess it's different. <laughs> yeah, he... They, they all, and that's the thing, all the Band of the Hawk kind of look a little different, right? Like, we get very androgynous-looking people, but also, like, gigantic buff dudes and, like, small women and shit mm-hmm. like that, right? Like, and... Yeah, it's a very diverse yeah, group. Yeah, and... I don't know, the fight The fight scene between Griffith and Guts was really cool, um, mostly because we yes. do see that Guts is more reckless, even more so than when we met him before um, in the Black Swordsman arc. He's literally just swinging the sword as, as hard and fast as he can. Yeah, he's just, like, swinging it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. Um, yeah, I I really love that scene, and it was really good animated, and I feel like I need to saying this. I'm talking about the old anime. I'm not talking about the <laughs> new one. It did not look great. You sure? The new one. Um, you sure it didn't look great? Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. But I feel like um, we get a lot of, like, expressiveness from Guts that we haven't seen as Mm -hmm. much. It's almost like Griffith is kind of, like, pulling out another side because he keeps, like, calling him out on shit. And Guts is like, man, what the fuck do you know? Fuck you. Yeah. Um, But, like, 
I don't know. It's just like, it is anger still, but it's like a slightly different emotion. And like, I I also feel like Griffith kind of meets Guts like on his terms, like by agreeing to the fight and stuff, just because like, I feel like he knows talking isn't going to right. work. Right. Like know? his form of communication is through battle. <laughs> so that's the only way he can get yeah. into it. And he's just like just like okay i like fighting too anyways <laughs> so this is fine right um but it's i don't know like we get a lot of like oscar kind of intervening and stuff and i really think like like i think some of it is jealousy because she likes griffith but like i think some of it is also just like she is like one of the most loyal characters in this yes. book and, and like in the series sorry and so like even back then, like, it was a little more unrestrained, because they're all younger, mm. you know? And so it's, like, I don't know. I, I think it's a good way of showing, like, their all of their starting points so that you can watch them grow throughout. Right. Throughout, throughout, throughout Golden Age and, and afterwards, too. And, it, yeah, it, I feel like that's the thing, is, like, this is said giving us a baseline for what's going on. And, and you know, that that's, that's the thing, is... <laughs> The as the the dynamic between Casca and Griffith is very like it's very weird to try to understand what's going on at this moment, right? Because she's obviously mm-hmm. like his second in command. She even goes on him during with him during the sieges and is like pretty much right next to him. Um, so it's kind of it's it, it's kind of like it's not even like a jealous thing. It's just kind of like she's worried for the group, and she doesn't want like this stranger to like come in and like disrupt how things are already working right so but at the same time i feel like she is also not wanting to let another person in if that makes sense it's like i got my friends and shit yeah like what why the fuck do we need another person we were doing just fine it's kind of the feel right and right and and like i mean it makes sense because of how like reckless guts is you know and like she's seen him fight she's seen him do like killed one of their friends and she's just like he killed yeah, him. Yeah, like he killed two of them. I think he, sure. he cut another one's yeah, he arm off. Yeah, he cut one guy's arm off. and Because, yeah, he, I think he said he killed one. But, yeah, he, he maimed one guy and killed oh, another Dante one. Or yeah, like, yeah. I get why she's worried. Like, she doesn't have a reason <laughs> to trust him at right. that point. And, and she had to sleep on him naked. <laughs> so, yeah, because like, of some sexism it's... bullshit. And, like,. <sighs> I feel like that was okay. So that 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 kind of makes me want to go back to the beginning of that first chapter, right? And because that was heavy, just to like enter into that, because we get like a re, like you yeah. said, we get like a rehash of Guts's rape, kind of, but like in a dream sequence. And I, like I said, I'm never gonna like know what was going through Mir's head when he was like making these dream sequences, because his dream sequences are always like very spot on <laughs> yeah they like yeah. stick in my head because i didn't remember this happened but as soon as i like saw the sequence like start i was like oh yeah this is the weird shisu dog head thing and um right. just he packs so much symbolism into stuff it's almost heavy-handed but it works as a dream so you know we yeah. get the his rapist is like this almost like overpowering like crazy figure that's chasing him naked as a child which guts isn't a child when he's having the nightmare right anymore but mm-hmm. yeah it, it's it's just intense that part specifically just the thing chasing him let alone you know, like all the stuff with shisu and gambino was just like 
wow, I can't believe you captured that in a really like understandable way, especially because, you know, the dream ends with him getting pinned down by the monster or whatever. But in that little flash of Shisu and Gambino's skulls, like him thinking it's his fault again, which like it makes me wonder if we are going to get him mentally resolving this or if this is just going to be something that follows him, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I genuinely don't remember, so we'll be finding that out together. But, like, I think, like, the reason the symbolism works is because, like, dreams don't make sense a lot Mm. of times, and they are very, like, ham-fisted. Like, I feel like most of my dreams, like, when I wake up from a nightmare, I'm like, oh, that's because I was stressed about this thing. Or, oh, that's because, like, blah, 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 or whatever. And, like... I think, like, every time we used to, like, move countries, mm-hmm. I would have a dream about being, like, attacked by wolves, and it was, like, clockwork, oh, like, it was every single time, because, like, biting is, like, a way of, like, conveying anxiety or right. something, like, that's something that's, like, pretty consistent, um, but, yeah, like, I think reason so much of his symbolism works in the dream sequences is because it feels weird enough to where you're like this is definitely a dream and not just like scene happening again but oh slightly different because like blah 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 it's like no he's in like a hellscape and like being chased by a monster and like people he loved are in front of him but they're also dead and so like i don't know it just works it's good symbolism and like it really packs it in too cuz like I feel like everybody being injured the last the way that he remembers them being injured too is really interesting. <laughs> um right, yeah cuz yeah. Gambino's also in his chair like he's sitting in his chair that you know he used to remember him sitting in all the time after he lost his mm-hmm. leg. Um Shisu has plague face like she has like you know whatever the disease was. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. He 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 always does really good with this. I still remember the one when he got the uh the, was it an incubus? I think um, that like attacked them. Yes, God, that one was, was really wild. Um, very, very strange times in Berserk. Um, but yeah, the the Casca having to warm him up thing was very. I feel like that was one of those things that's like, hey, remember what kind of world we're in? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's like yeah. I didn't like it, but I, I was like, I could see that type of dumb shit happening, right? Like, <laughs> that kind of like misogyny sexism still happening and then like for Gido to be like yeah Griffith was like it's a woman's duty I was like man fuck you Griffith and like I always forget that and I think that's kind of like the point is that like Griffith does and says all these like horrible things sometimes you know but like you forgive him because he's charismatic and that's just like a constant yeah Theme. Yeah, it, um, it goes back to the dreadful thing that they were talking about, right? Like, it's like, yes, he's yeah. impressive. Like, yes, he can lead an army of young people and win a bunch of battles and come up with great strategies and have people have camaraderie. But he's also like very dark, like as a character, yeah. as a not even as just as a person, right? He's there's some like weird right. shit going on there. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think. I think it's kind of easy to pick out, like, for people who aren't close to him, I guess. Like, they're kind of like, that's weird. But, like, people who have been around him are like, oh, yeah, that's just Griffith. You know, like, under his spell. Which is like, exactly. And I mean, that's how, like, charismatic people work. You know, like, you are very drawn in by their words and by, like, 
the attention they give you and, like, them making you feel good and stuff, but then, like, sometimes they do really shitty things and then you find yourself defending them. Like, I think even the best of us have done something like that at some yeah. point. Yeah. And so, to me, it's, like, I don't know. Like, it is the time period, but it's also just, like, Griffith specifically oh, sure. can get away with things. Yes. And so, like, that is definitely also a theme. Well, and, I mean, like, isn't, isn't that kind of also why Quirkus is there, you know? Because he always has shitty ideas and nobody follows him. But they they, they do it for oh, Griffith, yeah. though. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a foil. <laughs> That's true. It is very much a foil. Um, yeah, I, I always have such conflicted feelings about Griffith because, like, I really... I like evil characters a yes. lot. And I like characters who do, like, really shitty things. And it's... You just get so many complex feelings yeah. about it. And that's when, like, it's a good thing. I think you retweeted something the other day that was, like, a guy talking about his, like, how one of his fans came up to him and was, like, I can never tell if your characters are good or bad or something. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I always find myself liking your bad characters. And, like, I really think those, Mira is very good at yeah. that as well. Where, like, he can make you hate someone because they're just, like, an abhorrent person, like Gambino or something. But then he can also write terrible people like Griffith, who are, you know, not a good person. Right. But you still, like, just drawn to well, them, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I think that's very it's like, realistic. It's like when Guts, you know, used a little girl as a, as a hostage <laughs> in the middle of a fight, right? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, Told a girl to kill yeah, herself. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like he's not tossed a good the dagger kid. at her and was like, "Yo, slit your wrists!" Like, yeah, he. It, it, we get that right, and we can see that he kind of maybe got some of that from Griffith, just his own version of it, right? And and that that's that's the interesting thing is that we we get. I feel like more than anything, these three chapters are really about introducing Griffith in from a yes. from a different like standpoint right because i feel like that's why guts is entering the group because we kind of get fresh faced with griffith right so because griffith gets really like right. sneaky as fuck later on i'm only maybe like 10 15 chapters ahead of this um like because mm -hmm. I, I went back a bit just to start rereading because i knew we were going to get to it eventually and yeah like for instance in this chapter he saves guts right and he also leads a successful charge but then he also does weird shit like put guts in the back position that he knows is high risk for death, right? A guy he just met maybe two days ago at this point, we think. And he already made him a part right. of the band. He does reckless shit under the guise of like, I know what I'm doing, but I feel like he's one of those people where the secret is he doesn't, right? He's just doing stuff. <laughs> he's just, yeah. Oh yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I think like, like where Quarkus is like a foil to Griffith, Guts and Griffith are like very much like two sides of the same mm -hmm. coin. And, like, they... Because I'm pretty sure Griffith also had a very difficult childhood. And so, like, he chose to go about it in a completely different way than mm -hmm. Guts. And so they're both dealing with things, and they're both, like, damaged people. I, right. I hate saying it like that. But, like, they're, they're both very hurt people, yeah. you know? And, like... Th but they choose to deal with it in completely different ways because of their personalities, you know? Yeah. Like, it's really interesting, like, as things continue to go on, to see them run up against the same situations and, like, Guts's personality starting to get in the way of, like, following Griffith's yes. orders to a T sometimes. And Griffith gets... And I, I'm excited to get to those points, yeah. but, like, at this point, it's also obvious because Guts is new to the situation, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it's more obvious because we are, like, coming into it, right? And I feel like... 
I feel like what I'm going to start looking for as the reader is like, how much are they trying to convince us of that? Right. Cause I, I feel like that's kind of the undercurrent of what, what, what Mir is doing is that he's not trying to outwardly convince us like, yeah, this guy is the greatest. He's perfect. It is kind of what you make of it. Right. Because right. they kind of did the same thing with guts. We, we, we only know as much about him as we've seen. And yes, he's the protagonist, but is he a hero? Is he like a good guy? Really? Like you root, you root for him, but right. like, you know, what's really, what's really there. Right. So, I'm- so yeah, it, it's, these all these different interactions are i mean they more of them happen we get a couple more chapters for things like kick back into you know i think we get another big time skip after a couple more chapters but um yeah i think, yeah, so I, think I think they they go okay i guess we can't have them be 15 forever <laughs> um i guess yeah, yeah but also a lot of sick fight scenes in this in this one too i i, I particularly like the panel yes. of um pippin smashing the guy's helmet in on his head so hard blood is like squirting out of the eye holes it's it's great <laughs> yeah and his like eyes pop out of the sockets which Mira yes. loves to do looks <laughs> like his favorite like side thing to do i feel like there was something i wanted to say oh yeah like in uh chapter six um i i think griffith actually like popped his arm out of the socket anyways after Guts called him an asshole. Uh, because, like, when he's in the tent, he's like, he just yanked my arm right out of the Oh, yes, whatever. that's what the ne- oh, You're right, because the next panel is the sound of him popping it out. Yeah, so he did it anyway. Right, and, like, Corcus specifically grabs, like, the dislocated arm to pull mm-hmm. him up, which is why Guts is like, man, don't fucking touch me. Um, but it's... Yeah, so there's, like, things like that, too, where you, like, see griffith is very cruel but like then it's like undercut by everything else so you're like "Mm." yeah okay um it's like it's kind of unnerving but it's to the point where it's not unnerving enough you know especially if this is your first encounter with griffith you're like oh this is just manga stuff like this is just run-of-the-mill things right but it's still brutal right (laughs) yeah absolutely but it's it's also funny to me that like when Guts hears, like, people plotting, he's just like, oh, I'm familiar with this. Yeah. I, can, I can handle this. I can't handle Griffith, but I can handle oh, this. Caesar outside so he's like, trying, I got to my shoot, trying to kill me in my sleep? Sure. He's like, I've been... I've had attempted assassinations on me since I was five. <laughs> Joke's on Holy you. Holy shit. Um, but... Yeah, I... I think it's interesting how Casca handles things because like she is still loyal obviously but she's treating it very professionally the whole time you know it's and then she talks to guts and she's just like hope you die and you're like "Eh, fair (laughs) but like also it's it's not technically guts's fault (laughs) right at this point yeah, it's not. It's not even. His okay, fault. I'm pretty sure he said shit later on, but at this point, it's not. Yeah, really he his says fault. something later on, but and, and, well, that's the funny thing is, I, after reading both chapters, right? I feel like another thing is that Casca may or may not see stuff in herself in guts that she doesn't like. Like, like for instance, they're both they're both um, very much about following orders, right, and like being loyal. Yeah, but. I don't know. I, it's like it's like the, when people in like personality types clash, right? Like two people can be exactly the same, but they just don't fucking like each other. Oh, I yeah. feel like it's kind of one of those things, right? Like not only is it a oh he could replace you know 
my position, which I don't even think that's really what she's thinking. I think it's just once again, like the wild card factor, like, okay, he follows orders, but what else is under there? Like (laughs) what else is this upside down Dorito built motherfucker got for us? Like, (laughs) right. And like, just the fact that Griffith quote unquote trusts him right Mm -hmm. off the bat. I still think it's like more of a test than trust. Like I, I know she's like, no, he like, trusts him and like i do think it is that to a degree but i i think it's also like he can afford to lose guts at this point you know right like he can put him in these situations to test him because if he dies it's just kind of like well that like experiment didn't work out so um but yeah i kind of wish we get to see the others fighting a little bit more in this because i think we get you know, like using his knives, but it's not like super obvious that he almost only uses knives until later right, on. Right. And then, like, I think Rickert usually uses a crossbow um, for stuff because he is tiny. Right. Um, <laughs> tiny but, uh, and, and I mean, we get plenty of Pippin uh, bashing people's heads yeah. in, which is great. great I love Pippin. Um, Pippin, Judo, and Rickert are so good and like i i had mixed feelings about rickard at first because i was like who's this like <laughs> who's this sassy child right over here very but, sassy um, little boy yeah <laughs> um but i i don't know i i really love all of the band of the hawk i've said that before but i think it's just it's 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 nice to see them again after like not reading or consuming much media with yeah. them since I finished the anime. And so Yeah. I, I also just love when they're like, you gotta come down to the party. And Guts it's like Yeah, no. it's they're like, yeah. <laughs> it's a fun it's a fun moment that it, it, like I said, it was a, it's a little undercut with some like sadness because like, you know, when Pippin picks him up, he freaks the fuck out, right? But it doesn't like ruin yeah. the moment, which is what I really like. Is like it's not like a Oh shit, he did the thing, which I like that because I feel like it is kind of letting Guts know that he can do that, which which we may not get to see because he's still freaking the fuck out after it happens. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's still, he's like just screaming. He's, he's like, put me down, you fat-headed bastard. Like, he's like screaming the whole time. And you know, that's the thing. Everybody is like, it's kind of like that it's kind of like when you find out like, a good group of friends, right? And everybody's kind of razzing each other, but none of it's like serious, right? And that's kind of what they're trying to let him know is like, oh, you've proven yourselves to us now. Cause you know, he went through a battle with yeah. them. He survived. He actually helped them out a ton and they're grateful, but he doesn't even, he doesn't know what the fuck that means. His own father figure wasn't grateful to him. <laughs> so he's like, I don't want to talk right. to y'all. I don't, but it's, it's sweet though. You know, they, they force him into it, but it's not like uncomfortable. It's kind of like, no, dude, like, we care about you. It's all good. Yeah. And, like, good friends have to kind of do that mm-hmm. sometimes, too. Like, granted, you usually know them a little bit longer, but sometimes you kind of have to be bullied into doing things you don't yeah. want to do, like like going out in public. Because, like, I didn't... <laughs> I, I've always been a very introverted person, and, like, it took some other friends being like, no, we're going out. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to. And they're like, I don't care. We're going out. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, but which is different than this, obviously. But like, I don't know. Like, I, I think like you said, like they're this is kind of showing him like you can be vulnerable and we are going to kind of 
guide you through things right. sometimes, but we also want you to be okay and to like have fun and celebrate with us and do these things, which are all new concepts to Guts because he's just like used to people <laughs> like spitting on him and yeah. stuff. You know, it's yeah, it's just such a different environment from what he grew up in, but. I honestly think him hitting Pippin, <laughs> Pippin is probably the best person yes. he could hit, A, because it's not going to do much, and B, because Pippin's, like, the calmest person in the world. Yes, exactly. Um, and he's just kind of, like, like, he literally, like, picks him up and drops him upside down and is like, I'm Pippin. <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> like I'm Pippin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his Groot shit. Yeah, it, it's, it's a good, it's a good little scene, and I feel like the, what other, I don't know, every, like, just seeing Griffith being in the middle of everybody and he doesn't even have to say anything is just so funny to me because yeah. like like people like talk for him like it's it's just so funny yeah. but yeah it i don't know i don't know this, these are these are some these are some cool chapters just to get the little intro to this group and i i really dug the party scene mostly because it was this is like our first like calm moment that is kind of story building but it's not surrounded by you know oh guts has to go kill the count in five seconds or <laughs> we're about to get chased right. on the road like oh his friend just died oh my god <laughs> right know? like it's yeah i i'm kind of glad we did all these three chapters because it's a good break honestly from absolutely everything going on and i think it's kind of intended to be mm -hmm. that way because like it's putting you in guts issues right like you've been going and going and going and going and then finally you get here and people are like so here's your drink have some fun and you're just kind of like what yeah. <laughs> like i'm not used to this who's, who's like gonna jump out of the shadows or whatever but it's nobody it's just like a fun scene with friends right. which is so. which is nice to have you know and i mean this, this is a shonen after yes. all right so, so you get it. You get to have to I mean, throw yeah. a few of those in there at some point, and our friendship, etc. Total, total friendship, exactly. Um, no, yeah, I I'm really digging this manga as a whole, mostly because like I don't know the the, the story progression is good. The progression of like just how he gets it, he I, going from the Black Swordsman arc to this arc was just I feel like it was a really good call. And just seeing it go back. Any story that does that, where they give you a glimpse of the present and then they go all the way back to be like, okay, let's give you some backstory. I can appreciate that when it's not just like bits and pieces, when they're just like, no, we're going to show you everything. <laughs> and I, I feel yeah. like that's what we're getting, we're gearing up for like, oh yeah, you saw, you know, the hot guy, but he looked different like five chapters ago and Griffith really hated him. Want to see what happens? You'll just have to find out because none of that makes any sense right now. Yeah. We get a little bit what's going on we, we get a little bit of a hint as to what may be happening next chapter um if if you are somebody who's like but what happened to that whole thread it, it comes back up very soon um yeah. but yeah no welcome welcome to uh griffith is beautiful land we're gonna be seeing him a lot more um just in general oh, yeah. he's very serious he's also pretty funny in my opinion um but the stoic slash like mysterious part. He, I feel like he never loses that. I just feel like what makes it weirder is that sometimes he does, he pulls that off completely for guts, which is, I feel like is what hooks guts in to like Griffith. Like he's, he's always silent until he's, you know, taking a bath and swinging an egg in front of your face. That'll make a lot more sense in a minute. But 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, we'll talk about it more as we move on, but like there's definitely like a vulnerability between Guts, Griffith and mm-hmm. Casca and like to different degrees between all of them, but like they definitely show each other sides that you don't see anywhere mm-hmm. else and that's part of the reason they make such a good trio is because like you don't see them acting like that with anyone else and you're like oh this is like a connection like the like regardless of whether it's whether you want to read it as like platonic or romantic or just like a really strong connection like it's it's there right. you know it's tangible exactly um, like it's it's all it's all there for you to see and yeah yeah i mean i'm excited to turn this into a, a buddy cop um <laughs> but but yes. buddy knight uh <laughs> podcast buddy mercenary Mercenary. there you go buddy mercenary uh romp or whatever the fuck they want to call it we're not done yet i just want to say you know this is the end of the that whole that whole section i don't have much more i wanted to say about what happened i think we kind of kind of covered it yeah it was it was kind of a break from what we've done like we said like there's not a whole lot to talk about because in in like a deeper meaningful way other than like talking about the relationships and stuff just because it was a pretty like uneventful because like a lot of stuff happened but it was not nearly as traumatic as everything else has yes. been up to this point yeah, not not as heavy as the first couple chapters of i feel like the, i feel like that's the roughest it's been so far was those first couple chapters of the golden age we're like oof like oh, yeah. fuck like it literally opens with a baby falling from a dead woman's womb. So, yeah. You know you're in for a fun time when that yeah. happens. Um, thank, thank you. Thank yeah. you, Mira. <laughs> Always thank God. Yeah. yeah um, right. I, I do want to. I do want to point out just random uh, podcast stats because I just like thinking it's funny that we can see exactly where people are listening from, <laughs> from everywhere. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, most of our listeners are in the U.S. just because we are in the U.S., so that happens. Um, we also have listeners in Germany and Brazil and Canada. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, foreigners. I appreciate you. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> yeah, no, shout out to you guys. Listen to a bunch of Texans talk about <laughs> Yeah, listen to Texans talk about uh, manga and shit. Um, also, okay, this is... and. I'm not even really worried about the stat. I just think this is funny that they can uh, track this. They track it through Spotify, right? So it said that 60% of our audience is male, 29% is female, and then 12% are non-binary. And I'm trying to remember, when the fuck did Spotify ask for my gender? Spotify. That's a great question. How do you How do you figure that, that out on Spotify? Um, what the fuck? Twelve percent is. Ian yeah, Warner. I was gonna no. say the twelve percent um, is like I know exactly who those people. Are. <laughs> Maybe it's people who put like other at some point. Yeah, I don't know. You know how like when you first sign up for stuff, they're like, "Are you a boy or a girl uh, yeah. or something else?" You fucking weirdo. You know, like tell now. us. Um, <laughs> like when you go to the doctor's office and then they ask like what you identify as, and then they're like, "Okay, but what?" Nah, but like, but like what really, are what are you, are you though? <laughs> you know? And you're just like, come on. Nah, but like, tell me, though. Because um, <laughs> you got, like, male, female, transgender male, 
transgender female and then like other that, or something and it's just that like, always crazy. trips me out when they have the separate options for transgender male and female i'm like then what are we even doing <laughs> what's what's what are I we know, even doing and here? like i'm always just like man like you already know first of all right. <laughs> like come on come on dude stone dumb as hell but um and before anyone comes to my ass, like, I know that there are certain conditions that affect people who have certain sets of genitals. I deal with those. But, like, it, it's, you still don't ne- need to put that on the form half yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel so. like, well, that's the thing is, like, a lot of stuff it isn't necessary. Like, I I feel like a lot of that stuff that they put on forms for gender sometimes is like, but, like, why do you need to know that? Like, what's what's the point when i go to the dentist like i don't feel like i need to put that they need to know if your teeth got a dick or not (laughs) (laughs) the boy teeth or the girl teeth (laughs) right like which which one is it and it's like and first of all (laughs) just pull them all out of my mouth please second of all (laughs) it doesn't matter but yeah I just, it's always wild to me. I've had so many more doctor's appointments and Sasha's had so many more doctor's appointments recently that I've had to, like, see that so many times now. And I think one of them, like, even asked for, like, pronouns or something. And we were like, that's weird Mm. on the doctor's form. Like, I get if you're going to therapy for, like, gender assignment stuff or whatever. Because, like, that makes sense. But, like, just kind of like, that's weird. Like, I know it's so, I know it's so, like, they can refer to you and they have it in their notes when they come in. But the thing is, doctors don't even look at their notes until they sit down half the time. So they've already referred to you in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's It's so, I don't know. Yeah, because I get it. Because I feel like part of it is, like, we should be inclusive and let people do this. But I feel like part of it is also, like, yeah. but you should find how to ride that line of, are we asking for this at an appropriate time? Or... Like, because right. that's the thing. I, I fill out like, so many job applications that are like, there's like three questions about gender. And I'm like, bitch, <laughs> why did you ask me for my pronouns four oh, times? Geez. Yeah, job application stuff is very different, I feel like, because I feel like those are often fueled by discrimination, oh. you know? And like, they ask you that for a reason. I, <laughs> and um, No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, that's us basically. Oh, um also uh just more more random podcast news. We may start having ads soon. Um so guys, for the love of God, uh enjoy this while it's ad free. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We won't like stuff it full sorry. of ads. We're trying not to be like super ad full, but the only reason I say that is because we reached the threshold for the amount of listeners that we need to like start looking for sponsorships. So just the FYI, mm. didn't want to like have that because I, I hate when I listen to a podcast that isn't half ads, and then all of a sudden there's an ad, oh, and I'm like, "What the, the fuck?" Yeah. So I'd like to at least warn you guys about that. You'll probably we'll probably let you know too before the first one even comes. But um, yeah, no, just just another little thing. And I don't know, this has been really fun, and this is still something I want to keep doing. It's a great podcast. 
Absolutely. Um, <laughs> like at the core, it's really just a way for us to hang out and talk yes. shit and like read something together <laughs> and like bond over that. Then like the podcast kind of like like we love doing it, but it's kind of an extra part because we would do this anyways, honestly. Yes. So it's 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 fun for us, and we hope that you guys are also continuing to enjoy it even as we like fiddle with the format and try to figure out like a way to make it hopefully more enjoyable for yeah you guys. for sure for sure and oh yeah and you guys um if you guys have any more suggestions um like if the format does work for you guys if there's anything that we could do to like maybe split stuff up so it's a little easier for you guys or if you just want to uh, chat with us feel free to email us we are unpacking it at gmail.com or just if you see us on Twitter or anything, respond. Because we we want suggestions. Like, anything you guys have in terms of, like, you know, maybe yeah. if, you know, there are specific panels you guys want to see from each chapter. Or like, if you would like us to drop some of those on Instagram just so you have more context, stuff like that. You know, just anything to make the show more enjoyable or accessible. If you're listening to this and you're like, wow, this would really help me listen to it. Like, image descriptions or anything like that. Like, just feel free to let us know. For sure. And, like... If you guys want to like drop in and you know bring up something that we either missed entirely that you think is like a really important aspect of a chapter, we love to talk about stuff like that. Like, please hit us up and let us know what you what like your theory is or what something that impacted you was. Like, those are the best kinds of conversations. Right. So please, always awesome. Well, I think that I think that might do it for this episode. I'm um, episode. Nine. We're almost to ten. That's kind of cool, actually. We're almost to ten whole ass podcasts. Um, but think that's yeah, crazy. It, it's really crazy. I don't know. It's just always cool being able to like make stuff and release it and be like, oh, people are actually looking at it. So that's, yeah, it's always fun. Um, sure. yeah. But but thanks, guys. Thanks for coming to listen to this this act to this episode of the podcast. I'm gonna leave that in just so you guys can make fun of me. Um. <laughs> remember to follow us on twitter um it's let's unpack it um underscore in between each word on twitter we're also um unpack that pod on instagram and our yeah, gmail is we're unpacking it um at gmail.com we also have a facebook page that we had to make to make the instagram so if you could go follow that that's great but it'll just be the same post from the instagram um yeah like if you like facebook better for some yeah. reason like insane person uh, do, feel do free what you want to do just listen that. to this podcast am i right uh, <laughs> um yeah and just just feel free to send us any art you guys have anything you guys want to like share with us it just has to do with berserk or you know the podcast or anything like that you know we i i, I like doing stuff like this because i want to talk to people who are interested in stuff or if you have any thoughts on berserk um just to spread that out i just want to see if more people will talk be in a little bit of a conversation with us but yeah um thanks so much for coming to listen to this podcast you can catch us next week. We'll be back on Wednesday. We're always on Wednesdays um, at 8 a.m. Central Time usually is when our episodes go out. But yeah, um, thanks for tuning in, guys. And we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye.